0: today on CityCast Madison. We round up the headlines this Earth Day Eve with some bright news about renewable energy in Dane County. Meanwhile, the Republican Assembly passes a preemptive strike against local laws that don't exist and no one is asking for. And is the Madison School District's proposed pay bump for teachers actually a pay cut? I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Bianca Martin and Molly Stentz. It's Friday, April 21st. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. Welcome to the Great Friday Roundup, where we cut a circle through this week's stampede of news. So let me introduce CityCast Madison host. She's all cattle and no hat. It's Bianca Martin. Moo! Also, lead producer, head buckaroo, it's Molly Stentz.
1: You know those horses that jump? Why don't we have those on our team?
2: I jump. Jump around.
1: Hey. They do that at the horse fair. Did you guys see that? I These saw some women?
2: photos some friends that went and I was like, "Oh shoot, I missed out. I should have gone."
0: I went to the rodeo last year at the Midwest Horse Fair. It was quite the experience.
2: Go on. There was
0: um there was some European who jumped over bulls.
2: Sure. Successfully?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They didn't it was get impressive. they didn't get hurt. No. Unlike the monster trucks. That was a long time ago, Molly.
2: <laughs> mm, but Another I digress. Thing I go to. <laughs> anyway. Happy. Happy Earth Week! Monster Trucks! Power. I'm in. Hey! <laughs> happy earth week speaking of power can you feel that i feel the earth move under my feet the earth is dancing today in dane county that's because we are officially the fourth county in the nation to power all county facilities with a hundred percent renewable energy yep, yep, yep. pretty exciting And that's ahead of Earth Day this Saturday. It comes now after the completion of the major Yahara solar project over in Cottage Grove, where (laughs) there now sits 30,000 solar panels ready for action. It's pretty exciting. Now all we need is sun. It's there,
1: maybe behind the clouds. This is a big deal because it's the first, this puts Dane (laughs) County as the first county in the state to offset all of our power consumption with renewable energy source. That's pretty agenda-setting. That's forward-thinking.
2: Yes, it feels good to be a leader. It feels really, really good. I'm just like, I'm smiling. I feel like extra special heading into Earth Day knowing that this is happening. So County Executive Joe Parisi spoke at the ribbon-cutting ceremony, and, you know, he said, it is far time that we moved to renewable energy sources. Not only is it the conjurable thing to do, but also it's like the economically responsible thing to do. At this point, that's the way the market is going.
0: Capitalism.
1: Yeah, capitalism. Yeah, Dane County has been a leader. I mean, they have this whole office on climate. They've been identifying strategic ways to reduce the county's energy use, and also switch to renewables. I mean, that whole complex by the landfill, not only like capturing the methane from the landfill, which seems like it should be obvious, like every freaking place in America with a landfill should do that. Like, you have a little power plant that you're sitting on, you could make money off of that. But not everybody does. But that's why they built that whole complex out there, the whole medical examiner's office, all of that building that's going on on the east side of town, east of the interstate. I mean, that's to to capture that methane and put it to use. And I mean that this is kind of the the quiet, unsung work of government.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And the plot that they had before it's so it says county land, like you mentioned, it was corn and soybeans before, and it's converted. It's now it's ninety acres of s- solar panels, and I think it's doubled the size of the solar panel plot over by the uh, airport. Uh, you guys know about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they got solar panels all over the Dane County Airport.
2: Yeah, and it's and so this is double the size of that. So, it's really exciting. Some other cool aspects of this project. This is something that was done with Dane County in partnership with Alliant Energy and Sunvest Solar, which is Wisconsin's number one solar developer. Um and another
1: leader in the in the country is Alliant actually paying for that cost of production. Don't get me started on that.
2: Ooh, we need to dive deep. We need another show. But huge win ahead of Earth Day. County officials are saying that the amount of greenhouse gases this will reduce, by the way, is equal to taking
1: five thousand cars off the road. That's huge.
0: Yeah, that covers all of us.
1: <laughs> That's huge. We're counted in those. <laughs> yeah, okay I love how you are all sunshine and light, and I am like doom and gloom rain clouds. That's just like our balance that we we have on CityCast Madison. We're all needed. Yeah, speaking of cars and their impacts, we had a fun thing happen at the Capitol this week in honor of Earth Day. Well, JK, not sure it's on honor of Earth Day. But uh, the Assembly passed one of their uh, famous ban the ban ideas. This is a bill that would preempt, it it would ban the right of local communities, municipalities, cities, towns, villages across the state to ban gasoline-powered engines. The state is banning the ability of local communities to issue gasoline
0: bans. Well, who's doing this, though? Well, that's the rub, right?
1: You may be thinking like, oh, man, is that next on the Madison Green agenda? Are we going to ban gas cars, Tesla, for all? Priya Alice? is that is that ahead? No, no, dear listener. Nothing of the sort. There are no communities that I'm aware of in the state of Wisconsin that are proposing to ban gas-powered engines. This is California Dreamin'. This is California living in our heads rent-free.
0: Well, so California is, like, if you have a 20-year-old truck, they're banning that?
1: Nope. It's new cars. It's all new cars, trucks, and SUVs sold in the state of California that have to run off of electricity or hydrogen by 2035. And they are, as we know, one of the world's largest economies, the state of California. So when they make a move, there's a huge impact on consumer demand and world markets. So it's it's all about California living in our heads.
2: Certainly lives in mine. I'm a huge <laughs> California fan. <laughs> but it sounds like also a preemptive strike uh, from the there uh, and the state capitol. They they don't want this to come here. So in advance of anyone, maybe there's Scuttlebud, maybe people are talking about it, but in advance of it coming here, they're like, we're, we're gonna ban the idea of a
1: ban. It's just funny to me that if you don't like the idea of a ban, what do you do? You ban it. It's just like messes with my head. Like we don't like bans, but we're gonna ban the ban because we don't, to show how much we don't like people banning things. Okay, my brain hurts.
0: <laughs> Don't even think about it, Madison. That should be the name of the bill.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. That's perfect. <laughs> There's probably an acronym in there, too, somewhere.
2: <laughs> and I have to say, like, to quote another Dylan, Dylan Thomas, it just feels like they're fighting the dying of the light here. <laughs> like, they're holding on to old ways. Like, as we were just talking about, um, the economy Don't is turning greener. Stop
1: believe it i'm sorry (laughs) up to that feeling
0: so evers will veto this thing probably right i think that's pretty a veto on the ban on the
2: ban yes (laughs) that's (laughs) (laughs) whack-a-mole
1: and that state government in wisconsin in 2023 hey but do you know what else do you know what else we're doing here in state government land we are not funding education well those. that sounds
0: like a real problem that might need solving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, problem instead of those non existent problems <laughs> that may come up twelve years from now, but probably won't. Yeah,
1: let's yeah. do the real issues here. So I don't know if you guys saw this report from the Wisconsin Policy Forum, but they ranked uh, state funding on education and turns out we're number forty three in the nation for our investment in our public university, our flagship. University of Wisconsin system, 43 in the nation. That's just embarrassing.
2: No bueno. How's that happen?
1: Or maybe it's good. Dylan's debating. He's like, I see. Are are you debating? Good, bad, ugly?
0: I don't think it's so much about spending. It's about investing. And the University of Wisconsin system has... Uh, you're right. It was intended to educate the people of Wisconsin, and it was a, a very well-regarded system. And UW Madison is a still a great school, but they have to rely on tuition, right? And then aren't the aren't the Republicans the one freezing tuition too? So I, I just don't get it.
1: And it just makes it hard to call it a state school when so much of the money doesn't come from the state.
0: If they cut any more, it might be the University of Menards. <laughs> <laughs> Save big money on your diploma. <laughs> Before we dive into any more news, let's take a quick break and hear from Bianca.
1: So what else is going on with
0: education funding? This gets into what's happening in the Madison School District. School districts across the state right now are starting to get their budgets together. And what are they doing in Madison? Well, they're proposing a 3.5% pay bump for teachers. Hey, that a bump. That sounds pretty good. The maximum allowed by law uh, is the cost of living increase, and that's 8%. A raise. Now, if they don't get 8%, what does that mean when you don't get the cost of living increase? It means next school year, teachers will effectively be paid less money next year than they are this year, which, if you listen to the school board debates that happen with the school board race and you, I've just never heard a school board member say that hey I think uh, teachers deserve a pay decrease that'd be popular think about this so it's like more than a 500 million dollar budget that the school district Madison school District has the difference between giving uh, a three and a half percent raise and an eight percent pay bump is about 11 million dollars so in a 500 million dollar budget 11 million not too much. So this is definitely a choice being done by the school board and being done by district administrators. And then it comes at a time when we have a really hard time retaining teachers and getting new teachers into the field. And when you look at other communities, they're starting their negotiations with teachers at about 6%, and it will probably be, end up being closer to 8 So, little uh, Madison is somewhat of an outlier. So, they're
2: offering less than what's changed, like how expensive it is to even live here. Like, so it's like it's effectively not a race, it's a pay cut.
0: Yes. And that happened last year, too.
1: And that's the interesting thing, right? Is because when you think back to all the fights over act 10 right like why did why is there even this cap because the state government decided To insert itself into these negotiations between local employees and their governments and say, hey, 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 you guys are fleecing the taxpayers. You're spending so much money. This is the most you can do for your employees. This is you can only do cost of living.
2: Yeah, it's the bare minimum.
1: Like that's what the state government was was saying. And now that the local government's like, actually we're gonna do way less than the bare minimum that the state wanted. I'm shook.
2: Not even just a little. Is it a little? I guess you've been following it. Like, is this, I mean, it sounds like this is what happened last year, but what about like five years ago?
1: It's also interesting, right? Because the economics are so different from a few years ago because of the pandemic. We've hemorrhaged teachers. We've hemorrhaged staff. It's a, it's also just like a weird strategic move, like outside of the moral issue. It's just weird to be in a position where you desperately need staff and you're like, we're going to give you a... A lowball offer.
0: Well, and for employees who have the kind of educational credentials of in the private sector, you know, teachers are way behind. so obviously they the district is relying on you know the kindness of people wanting to serve the public by educating all the children. <laughs> uh, and that seems to be like, well, hey, you're gonna you're gonna make a little bit less next year effectively for that privilege.
2: And when you think about teachers, like, 75% of teachers, according to the U.S. Department of Education, in primary schools are women, especially in elementary schools and middle schools. And it's just, like, it's outside of kindness, like, being a teacher is one of the most important <laughs> jobs uh, I think for our economy in terms of how you're building the the next generation and what how much we're gonna have to pay on crime like how much you know how people will be will be showing up and, and generating new business ideas and all these other things like starts in school it starts with how they're taken care of and then on top of it the pandemic has I just think the I, I know I'm on a soapbox right now <sighs> But (laughs) it just feels like the pandemic, everything, all of society's ills, I feel like, funnel into the schools. And all I hear from teachers, I mean, they have to face everything that these kids are absorbing. And you want to pay them less? I'm I'm just floored.
0: Well, we're hiring a new superintendent and superintendents, you know, they get market rate. And Superintendent Jenkins, he had a salary of $270,000 a year, which... Is about what the Milwaukee uh, public school superintendent makes, but that's more than the governor. That's more than every mayor in the state. Didn't even keep him, so. Well, that's all she wrote for this week, and it's time to go. Thank you, Bianca, Molly.
1: Bye.
2: (laughs) Bye.
0: (laughs) That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Bianca Martin is your host. We're produced by Molly Stentz and me, Dylan Brogan. Music is by Carl Christensen. You can get more news delivered right to your inbox from our friends at Madison Minutes. If you enjoyed today's show, why not tell someone named Nelson about us? We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Keep it real, Madison. Until then, dot, dot, dot.